Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. You heard Steve DeSager say earlier, conflicting reports that the great Shohei Otani, some are saying he's signing with the Toronto Blue Jays. Others are saying not so fast. And and we know that the Dodgers, the Angels, and the Giants are in the hunt, hoping to get him. But that Toronto, according to some, are going to be the ones to land the biggest draw in baseball, and you got issues with this. I, I really do, Chris. And I Toronto's a great city, international city. Have you been there? You've been there. Of I course, love right? Toronto. Toronto. They're they yeah. not feeling me. They, they don't but like I you, love right, Toronto. Right, Tor- yeah, it's a be- It is a great. city. It's a great city, Chris. It it yeah. just is, and I I'm not being like, you know. I'm not like doing it tongue in cheek. Toronto is a great international city. I like Toronto. I've visited there many times. But I've visited I there covering the NBA, but also just period. No, I like it. But go ahead. But I'm going to be honest. As great as Toronto is, I don't want Shohei Otani to play for the Blue Jays. Wow. <laughs> I don't want Shohei Otani to go north of the border. It is not. In the best interest of baseball for Shohei Otani, Chris, to play north of the border. It's the absolute worst nightmare for Major League Baseball is for him not to play. He'll be playing in the East Coast time zone, Chris, but in another country. When you get no juice from the TV ratings, they don't count. It's Canada. Like, I'm telling you. It is not a good thing. This guy is a unicorn. We need him to be in a big market 
on the East Coast where everybody can watch this guy do his thing. Shohei, I know you want to do what's right for you and your family and all that. But my man, can you do something for Major League Baseball? Can you do it and not go to play in Toronto? It will not work out for anybody except you. You don't want to be that selfish, do you? Really? (laughs) If you're going to play in Toronto, you might as well play in Boston. You might as well play in the Bronx. You might as well play in Flushing. Seriously. It will be better for you, for baseball, for all involved. My God, please. My heart skipped a beat, Chris, when I saw the reports that were premature, that it was a done deal and that he was going and he was on a plane heading to Toronto. I was like, no. I love Canada. Oh, Canada, do I love Canada. But not when it comes to the biggest baseball star, Chris, maybe ever that we've seen. Please stay on American soil. I want the borders to be boarded up, Chris, but that's so Shohei can't get out, not come in. Block the borders (laughs) up north. Do not allow this to happen. And my last thing, Chris... The commissioner of baseball has ultimate power. I've seen him do it before. Wait a minute. I want him to invoke the not in the best interest of baseball and to bar any sort of movement to go to Toronto. Hold on. Now, I want to clarify that. Are you serious or are you just spouting nonsense? I'm dead serious. I want Rob Manfred to get on the phone and say, Shohei. Okay. No, can, no, you didn't say that. You didn't you say do, privately talk can to Shohei. Can you do me a solid? Can you, you do now, me hold a solid? On. Privately talk to Shohei or actually lay down the law that you cannot go to Toronto? I'm saying it's been done before. And you saw it in the NBA. David Stern did it with the Chris Paul nah, that the wasn't that wasn't even close to no, this. No, but I'm just saying. That wasn't even that close to this. That's no. all. I don't want That's Shohei where you to lost go to Toronto. Me. That's what, look, I don't want Shohei Otani in Toronto either. All right, I've said, I've been saying for a year, I want him with the Yankees. He should be a Yankee. I think he's the best baseball player ever. He should be a Yankee. I'd be fine with him being a Red Sox. You know, uh, that's a national team too. I the, the Dodgers, I'd prefer him on the East Coast where everybody can see him. Dodgers, I'd be fine with though. Toronto, I'm with you, Rob. Nothing against the city. It's a wonderful city. But it's in a different country. That's the issue. It's in another country. Right. That's all it is. All right. Now, that said, there is no way on God's green earth that Rob Manfred should step in and in any way, shape, or form. If I'm Shohei Otani and Rob Manfred has the nerve to (laughs) step in and tell me you can't go to Toronto, guess what? I'm going back to Japan. Forget your little major leagues that I've come and turned all the way out. I'm proven I'm better than any of your players. And you're going to have the audacity to tell me what to do? Forget your league. I don't need it. You need me. And so he better not go that route. Now, 
I'll say this, Rob, and this is where, obviously, at least in my view, Shohei can do whatever he wants. I wouldn't want him to go there. But if that's what he wants to do, then God bless him. He can do what he wants. I'll throw this out at you, though, Rob. And this may be a reason why Shohei Otani wants to go there. And I understand it. As a racial minority in America myself, African-American, you as well, Rob, the pop, the Asian population of Boston, 9%. Actually, better than I expected. The Asian population of New York City, you want to guess? Um, 10%. 14.5%. big, Chris. That's, 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 that's big. big. You, what do you think Toronto is? 3%. 35%. Is it really? Is it that yes. big? I know it's an that's, international city. I know. I know. I, I'm shocked. I, I had no idea it was that big. But that's it. I get it. I've told you, I'm not trying. If I were an NBA player, I'm not trying to play in Utah. Ain't no brothers and sisters there for the most part. And so if Shohei Otani, now L.A. obviously has a, a sizable uh, Asian population as well. There are other places he could have gone, San Francisco. But if if that is a major factor in his decision, then I... I'm fine with it. And the bottom line, even if it isn't, he can do what he wants. I just would prefer he not that he plays in the continental uh, United States. But um, that's right. it. In the L.A. Rob, twelve percent. All right. Well, Chris, Asian. in in the uh, because of this, I have come up. I have a song that I want to sing on this special, very special oh, occasion. Gosh. Can you just play the record? No, no, no. Wait, this is this is new. We're gonna play it. All right. So we ready? This is for Sho- Shohei. No Canada, Shohei, please don't go to that home and native land. <laughs> You're bad and arm are special, oh. and we understand. <laughs> Alex, isn't there some type of editing you can do, auto-tune or something? Chris, I can't even save this. My goodness. We get the gist, Rob. Wait a minute. Here we go. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Here we go. Steve just left. No, Canada. Rob. No, Don. Where you guys at? Can you stop this? So hey, (laughs) stay in the states. That's where (sighs) baseball needs thee. No, Canada, we stand on God for thee. There it is. Those no, are fake cheers, by the way. No Canada <laughs> is the song of the day, Chris. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob, last night, uh, the cha- the finals of the NBA's first ever play-in tournament. It means semifinals, right? It's no, but the finals were determined. Oh. Uh, it is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers who crushed the New Orleans Pelicans by 44 points. Against the Indiana Pacers, who behind young sensation Tyrese Halliburton, 
uh, beat the Milwaukee Bucks of, of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard. See, Damian Lillard uh, hurt them. No, oh, I'm sorry. They will meet in the finals, the championship tomorrow of the first in-season tournament. And, Rob, last night, LeBron James put on an absolute show. All right. In, in just a brief appearance, 23 minutes, 30 points, eight dimes or assist, five rebounds, hit nine of 12 shots. So he had 30 points on 12 shots. <laughs> hit all four of his three-point attempts and all eight of his free throws. And LeBron for the season, Rob, is averaging uh, a career low, but, you know, 25 points actually matches what he did in 2020-2021 with the Lakers. But 25 points, six and a half or 6.6 assists, 7.5 rebounds. And uh, he's shooting 55% from the floor and 40%. 40.7% from three. We'll see if that continues. But he's on fire right now. And Rick Carlisle, coach of the Pacers, and Rick's doing a good job with them. Um, Rob, in talking to, today to the media, he said that he believes the 38-year-old LeBron James is still in his prime in his 21st season. You heard me? The numbers are basically right there. The scoring is two points off of his career average, two points lower. Assist is not even one lower. His career is 7.3. He's 6.6. And rebounds is exactly on his career average of 7.5. But his field goal percentage and obviously three-point percentage are way higher than his career averages and would be career high. Well, a field goal wouldn't be career high, but it'd be like his third highest ever. So what are your thoughts on what Rick Carlisle said? LeBron's still in his prime. Poppycock, Boulder Dash, I'm not buying it. I understand Rick wants to say some nice things about LeBron, and rightfully so. LeBron played great last night, and there's this rival, and I get it, his coach speak, where everybody's great, and oh my God, let me tell you how great he is. It'll be a miracle if we could even stay in the gym with that team and LeBron. <laughs> you know what I mean, Chris? I've heard all that. But Rick, I got news for you. He's Is this a wonderful on? family man. Yeah, you I know what I mean. Oh yeah, the with community. The exactly. And- <laughs> like, like it's all that. Go ahead, Rick. Read the resume. Read it all. <laughs> but to say he's in his prime, Chris, we've talked about it. He doesn't affect winning the same way, and that doesn't mean every night. But but the way he used to have put his will upon games, that doesn't happen. And even in his five years, this is his sixth year in L.A. In the five years, Chris, that he's the previous five, where they made the playoffs three of those five twice, they yep. didn't make it. Yep. Right? And a lot of it and, is injuries. And and, and the you other know, thing, well, but that's what up. happens when you're older. Yeah. That's what happens. Right. It's a part of it. Um, but they made the playoffs three times, and only once did they not have to have a play in, Chris, to even make the playoff. They needed a play in game. Right. That, that's three to the three times they made the playoffs. Only once did they make it outright, you know? Right. right. Uh, and, and and the other thing is, when he was in the East in his prime, he went to the finals eight years in a row. Stop, right. Rick. Right. Come on. I, I get it. Didn't have an Anthony Davis. Come on, Chris. greatest Kyrie Irving is. I mean, I, I, I get what he, Rick is trying to do, and it's nice and all that. But to say that a 38, soon-to-be 39-year-old guy, year 21 is in his prime, stop. It's just not.
I tend to agree with you because the first thought that comes to my mind, and you know I've been saying for the last several years that LeBron just doesn't impact the game the way he used to. Um, no matter what the numbers say, he doesn't impact it like he used to in terms of winning. And Rob, my thought is there is no way on God's green earth, that's the second time I've used that phrase today, that a prime LeBron James with a teammate named Anthony Davis would be on anything but a top three team in the NBA. If LeBron is in his prime yes. and his With second option is Anthony Davis, they're probably the favorites, if not the, the, the second you know favorite. So I'm with you there, but I got to be honest, Rob, watching LeBron, particularly last night, but just over the course of the season, every night he hasn't looked this way. But watching him, he looks better than he has over the past few years. And he's obviously played great over the past few years. And to me, what looks better is his jump shot. Like, and I don't mean it's going in more, which obviously the three-point percentage, you heard me say it, nearly 41%. But the three-point jumper, the mid-range jumper, the form even looks, it looks smoother. I'm not saying he's revamped his whole form, but it looks smoother. It doesn't look as mechanical as it has at times in the past. And LeBron, Rob, I got to be honest, this year, he is looking like prime LeBron. So it makes me wonder this. And, and I'm, not, I'm not ready to say he's in his prime. But it does make me wonder because LeBron James is like, when he's played the bulk of his career, Rob, his style of play has not necessarily been the style that fits today's NBA. He hasn't been a great three-point shooter. He's played a very slow pace when his teams are best, very slow pace, very ball dominant throughout his career. And I wonder if, like, what, why he hasn't been able to impact the game over the past few years is because of the new style of play where it's so three-point heavy. They play faster. And it it almost feels like this year, is he adjusting? Has he adjusted now to the new place of play? And he's jump, his jump shot, his three-pointer is better. He's, he's posting a little more, taking advantage of his size. None of these finesse guys in today's NBA who are afraid to bang or just don't like banging can handle him. And it's like if the clock, the, 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 if the buzzer or whatever finally went off in his head and said, you know what, these boys can't handle me down low. And sometimes he'll just beast dudes. But he looks darn near as good as ever. Defensively, he's not that. But he does look a little more locked in defensively than he has in the past couple of years. Um, and I just wonder if he has adjusted more to today's game uh, and he was playing more of a a, a previous style, that, and that it kept him from being able to dominate games in the past, or at least in terms of winning. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. What I will tell you is that he looks darn near as good as ever. And I, and I know the numbers are even lower than they were 
the past few years. But just watching him play, it looks fantastic. It doesn't look like an old man who only, no, I, I he's get, smart. He's played well. I, I get all that. I, I get all that. And, and, I, and I understand why it ain't like he's having his worst season ever and Rick is saying it. You know what I mean, Chris? So I get that. But, but, but you, you just said it. Anthony Davis, last year they got swept in the Western Conference Finals. Those guys were healthy last year. That, that just with LeBron being in his prime, Chris, and I, and I, and I get there was a um, – I shouldn't say a size difference. I was thinking of uh, Golden State. But they should have been able to have a series there, and there was no series. And that's the part. Yeah, I mean, the games were closed, but they got swept. They, they, they got, got swept. swept. Yeah. yeah. Got swept. And, and so that's why I, I can't say – He's in his prime at 38, year 21. It just, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard for me to say that somebody in his 21st year and 38, about to be 39 years old in a couple of weeks, is in his prime. But he, he looks better than he did last year and the year before and the year before to me. Now, again, maybe he's adjusting his game a little to today's style of play. I think I've always said LeBron, and it's just bare, borne out, Rob, by the numbers. LeBron, or I should say the, the, the history, the rings, it's been very tough for LeBron James to win championships because he's been so ball dominant. And when you're ball dominant, you it, it's easy for role players to play with you because they need somebody who can to create everything for them, a Kyle Korver, uh, somebody like that. But when you got game yourself and you can shake and bake and you can create your own shot, it can be frustrating playing with somebody who's ball dominant because they doing everything. It's like, dude, man, let me rock too, you know? And like Magic, Kareem, and Worthy just all fit. That's why they were so great. Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman all fit because they did different things. And no, none of those three, even Magic wasn't just ball dominant like some of these guys today and like LeBron was. And I wonder if now he's not as ball dominant anymore. And so he's scoring easier. He's, you know, it just looks smooth. And um, I, it's something to watch. I You hope he can stay healthy, Rob, because that's been a huge problem. Well, you know, that, that, Lakers, that's always right? the whole thing for yeah. both of them, Chris. Especially he, the minutes he's playing. Right. And, and that are they going to catch up to him in April? Yeah, you know, or, or like, before. I'd yeah. be surprised. I mean, I, look, I hope he stays healthy. We I'm don't want anybody to get hurt, but that, right. That, yeah. We try not to do that. But we, you can't have a conversation, an honest one at least, Chris, and not entertain that because of right. the history. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. (laughs) And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob G, one of the big games coming up this weekend, of course, is Buffalo against Kansas City in Arrowhead. Now, both teams reeling. And I don't think reeling is an overstatement. Kansas City, Rob, stunning what is going on with them. Now, look, I don't want to overstate it. They're eight and four. All right. They're first in their division. And I think they're the third seed overall in the AFC. So let's not act like they're not, you know, winning. But for them, Rob, they usually are awesome after the bye. Awesome. And this year, they are one and two. I'm sorry. Yeah, one and two after the bye. And they are two and three in their last five games. And it's not like they're losing the juggernauts. Denver beat them. Philadelphia is a juggernaut. And Green Bay beat them. And Buffalo, on the other hand, now they really are in trouble. Uh, Six and six. Very close to being out of the playoffs. In fact, if they lose this game, and fall to six and seven, they very well may be done because they don't they aren't gonna have many tiebreakers. And at 10 and 7, while somebody at 10 and 7 may get into the playoffs, um, they might not get the tiebreaker. So they they're really fighting for their lives. They've lost three of their last four. Sean McDermott, their articles coming out destroying him. Um, and so, or one article, I should say. And um, that is the setting of this game. And in the midst of all this, CBS Sports, Rob, 
put out an article saying that Josh Allen and versus Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback rivalry since Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Rob G, give us a quick summary of the article. Then I want to hear Rob's uh, reaction, and then I'll give you mine. It's a very in-depth article. Whoever did this article put a lot of time and effort because they have five, actually five very solid reasons as to why this is the best rivalry. Number one being historic production. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, one and two in NFL history in terms of total touchdowns per game. Number two, just in the last four years, Mahomes and Allen, one and two in quarterback wins, total touchdowns, total pass rushing yards. These guys are just eating up the record books. Number three, when they play each other head-to-head, it tends to be a shootout. They've combined for 28 total touchdowns, 3,400 total yards combined in their five meetings. So these guys are really lighting up the scoreboard. Number four, they play each other a lot. Despite being in different divisions, this will now be their sixth meeting in the last four years, which you don't really see too often with high-level quarterbacks that aren't in the same division. And last but not least, number five, how can we forget that infamous... 42 to 36 overtime playoff victory for Kansas City when the teams combined for 31 points after the two minute warning in the fourth quarter, by far the most in NFL postseason history. Okay. So, yeah, where are you at? You, you think it's no. the greatest rivalry since Manny Brady? Nope. I would take Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. I think that they've played in. Bigger games, bigger moments, and I get the you just want to, you know, compile stats and look at it. If you look at the stats and all that, that's fine. They're one and two in all these categories. But I just remember, and and when you talk about rivalries too, like a rivalry, teams got to beat each other. You know, it can't be like somebody's dominating one or the other. And Joe Burrow has been able to go into Kansas City and and win and go to a you know, with the with the Super Bowl on the line, Chris, I, I think it's Joe Burrow and and Patrick Mahomes. That's the rivalry that I look forward to. And you remember they were talking about renaming the, the Arrowhead or whatever they call it now down there. You remember the Burrowhead because he had gone down well, there yep. and had been able to win. And even the game that they lost the last time was by three points on a questionable call, you know, on the sideline, Chris. I mean, that, that was – I think that's the rivalry that I look more most forward to. I agree with you. Um, I did appreciate, Rob, the article pointing out how great Josh Allen has been because I feel like people are losing sight of that. And, and maybe it's just balancing out because, Rob, you know these past two, three years, people have – I mean, a few years ago, they were acting like he was the best quarterback in the league. Oh, definitely. Mahomes. You remember You're that. Right? Chris, I think that year – remember the the one we disputed Patrick being fifth on the list? Right, they even had, the beginning of the season. Remember that? They even had uh, – uh, Allen was coming off that re- incredible playoff run. But they even had Justin, they the even had Chiefs, Justin but, Herbert ahead of him. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. ridiculous. So I, I think that um, – he was getting a little too much premature love. And now it's like he's getting torn down a little too much. Um, now, look, if they don't make the playoffs, and they're certainly a playoff caliber If they don't make team, the playoffs, that would be a, a big hit. blow. Yeah, that, that's going to take a hit. So yeah. It is what it is. But for all his turnovers, interceptions, and let's not act like it hadn't been Jameis Winston. Um, but for all his interceptions, 
Rob, his touchdown, total touchdown to interception ratio, a total touchdown to turnover ratio is incredible. It's right up there at the top uh, or near the top of the league. And so, yes, he may turn it over more than most, but he makes up for it and then some by scoring way more than most. He's got the most touchdowns total of any quarterback in the history of the NFL in their first six seasons. So I appreciated the article pointing out how good Josh Allen has been. You know, Rob, I've said he's the Brett Favre of this era. Now, he doesn't have the hardware, even individually. Favre won the three straight And he won three straight MVPs. Like, people forget that. I mean, that that that, is no— I don't know when that—that may not happen for a long time. Chris, that's hard. Things like that. But he, you know, I think they are similar type players, and I think Josh is of that caliber. But I agree with you— when I think of I, Josh Allen just hasn't won the important games enough against Mahomes. He hadn't won any. And I'm not saying the regular season games don't matter. Not a one where they gave up the touchdown, one, Chris. Right. You he's know. two and one against Allen in the regular season, but he's 0 and 2 against him in the playoffs. And on the other hand, Burrow has beaten Mahomes in the playoffs. He's three and one against Mahomes overall, but one and one in the playoffs. Beat him in the AFC title game to get to the Super Bowl. Like, that's what I'm thinking of as a rivalry. Because as you said, Rob, both guys got to win. They got to win something. You got to make it feel like it ain't automatic. You right. know, like like if it's automatic, that's not a rivalry. Even if it's, you know, two teams that you look at that, it's got to be like a give and take where, oh, my God, they, are they going to get us this year? You remember we saw that really with Michigan and Ohio State, Chris. Ohio State had won like, eight years in a row, and then all of a sudden now Michigan's won three years in a row. Uh, but but you like it if it's nip and tucking. But somebody wins one year or two years in a row and another team wins one or two years in a row or something like that. But, yeah, I don't yeah. see – I don't. I just don't see this – I'm not saying that there's no rivalry because they play, but I don't think it's the best. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's some rivalry, some level of rivalry. Um, they're two of the best individual quarterbacks – in the league, um, again, Allen has won his share of the regular season matchups. But, no, nah, it's not above Burrow. The only negative, Rob, or the only argument against Burrow, uh, Mahomes being a great rivalry, is just that Mah- Burrow is hurt quite a bit. You know what I mean? Like, this year, we're not going to see it. You know what I mean? And that would be the only thing, but I don't think that stops it from being better. Now, if Allen somehow, I mean, if they even get in the playoffs, if they were to beat, you know, Kansas City this year, then I think it, we have we can talk about it again. You know what I mean? No, but, we could re, we could revisit yeah, it definitely. Right now, no. I'm I'm totally with you. I, I'm All curious right. to where people are on this because uh are they with us or maybe they do see it and they they look at it Chris and look at that the loss uh wasn't Josh Allen's. He got the touchdown with 13 seconds to go. You know what I mean? And then Mahomes right. did it to their defense. I don't I don't know. And that feels like it was a while ago, yeah. too, just because of what's transpired then. Since then, Rob, are there any other rivalries, though, since Brady Manning that you think? I mean, one, to be honest, that I'm, I'm not putting it above Burrow Mahomes, but even, and this might sound crazy to people, but Brady Mahomes was, I think, somewhat of a rivalry, but it, I wouldn't put it at the level of either of these two 
just because obviously Brady was much older and from a previous generation than Mahomes. But also Brady did win the two big games. He won an yeah. AFC championship. He won in the Super Bowl. How about, how about Dak and Mahomes? I mean, uh, Dak and Hurts, Chris, going forward, being in the same Maybe. division, you right. know what I mean? And for yep. years to come, like, to fight one. for That's that. That's a good call. That could, not that yet. Could be, not yet, yet, but it could possibly. be. Yep. yep. That's a great call. Especially if one of them You know wins me, I the know MVP football like the made... back of my hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Dak, if Dak, you know, stays at this level, um, because he is playing elite-level football right now. And if he stays at this level, Rob, for you know the rest of his prime, and Hurts does as well, then you probably are definitely going to have a good rivalry between those two. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts 